Welcome to the first installment of the Mahabharata podcast. In this series, I hope to retell this ancient Indian epic in an abridged, but not too abridged, audio format. My main purpose is to relate the amazing story of the war between the cousins and the role Krishna played in it. I will not be reading directly from a translation. Instead, I will be retelling it in my own words and interspersing some of my own questions and observations. I will be drawing from a handful of translations and will occasionally read some direct quotes to give you a feeling for the language. But before we get started with the story, I should first briefly explain what this story is and how it fits in Indian history, culture, and religion. Allow me to introduce the Mahabharata. The title, Mahabharata, literally means Great Bharat. The full title would be something like The Great Tale of the Bharata Dynasty. King Bharat is a semi-historical figure that is mentioned in other ancient histories and religious books, and renowned for having been the first to rule over all of India. So the purpose of this book may be pretty much to tell us all there is to know about the descendants of this man. Philosophically, the book is mainly about Dharma, or an exploration of what one's highest duty and responsibilities are in a complex world. Religiously, you might call it a Krishna Bible. It tells us about the things Krishna did during his life, and includes the sublime Bhagavad Gita. In modern India, all classes of people are familiar with the basic storyline. There is a great variety of presentations of the story, ranging from traditional plays to TV adaptations to Bollywood films. Parents quite often name their children after Arjun, the most famous warrior of the story. The story also made its way to Indonesia over a thousand years ago, and despite the general conversion to Islam on the main islands, the Mahabharata and the Ramayana were just too good to give up for the sake of religion. So even today, Muslim, Christian, and Hindu Indonesians all enjoy watching shadow puppet plays about stories from the Mahabharata. The opening music to this podcast, called Gender Wayang, is played as background music to these shadow plays. The Mahabharata is quite ancient, with parts of it being dated over 3,000 years old. The book we have today is also enormous, by far the largest of the ancient epics. At about 1.8 million words, it is ten times bigger than the Iliad and Odyssey combined. Scholars tell us that it acquired its present girth over time. Subsequent authors treated it as a sort of encyclopedia for the Kuru dynasty, and added in all sorts of additional stories that related to the period or subject matter. The result is a massive and meandering tale that is sometimes repetitive and contradictory, and at times confusing. But despite these editorial drawbacks, I find the story to be fascinating and gripping in a way that no other ancient text can match. Tradition holds that the book was composed by the sage Vyasa, who also happens to be one of the main characters in the story. Being a highly accomplished ascetic, he is nearly immortal, and so he lived to tell his students the story he lived through, who in turn passed it on to us. The setting for this book takes place during the same period as the Vedas were composed. In fact, it is the Pandava's granduncle who tradition states compiled the Vedas. So the story of the Great War possibly occurred just two or three generations after the founding of the Hindu religious tradition. To put this in contrast, tradition holds the epic Ramayana to have taken place many millennia earlier, before the Vedic period. Although it breaks my heart to do it, I have to mark this podcast as explicit. It is strange that a podcast about an ancient holy book should be lumped in with profane comedy in adult podcasts, but we do talk about procreation quite a bit, and it is unavoidable to understanding the story. Therefore, sadly, our podcast cannot be considered kid-friendly. Finally, let me apologize in advance for any failure to pronounce correctly the names of the characters and places. Sanskrit is particularly hard to pronounce, 
and does not sound at all like it appears in Western characters. So please forgive me if I tend to mispronounce some of the more difficult names. That's it for the introduction. In the next installment, we'll get started with the story. In particular, we'll go into how the epic begins, describing the origins of the story itself. I hope you enjoy it. Thanks for listening.